Introduction to the Story of George Fox This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Richard Vogel The Story of George Fox by Rufus Jones Introduction one of the most interesting periods of all English history is the period of the Commonwealth, in round numbers 1640 to 1660. Great deeds were done then. Great persons lived. Great battles were fought. Great writers wrote immortal books. Great achievements were made for human freedom, and a great awakening came to men's souls. Many of the noble figures and leaders of that age were young men in the early bloom and vigor of their lives. It was a time of sunrise and promise and enthusiasm, and so it makes its perennial appeal of interest to those who were young. Milton and Cromwell, two of the greatest names of that famous epic, are known to all my young readers. But George Fox, the hero of this story is perhaps not so well known. His journal in which he told his own story is very long and some parts of it not easy to read. Much has been written about him in large historical books and in big religious treatises, but not much has been written about his life in the manner and style that appeals to young people. If I have succeeded in making his life clear and vivid and real, I know that you, my young readers, will like him as I do and will feel a warm interest in him. He was an unusual person, different from others as a boy, and he remained different from others in his older years. He had almost no education. He never learned how to write well, nor could he spell correctly, a thing which most persons at his time had not learned to do. He lacked the skill and refinement which a good school might have given him. But in spite of his peculiarities and this lack of education, he knew and loved outdoor nature. He possessed great native gifts. He read the Bible until he almost knew it by heart. He had an honest, sincere soul. He was a born leader of men. He had a most remarkable experience of God. He was ready to go through fire and water to perform his duty, and he won the love of men in an extraordinary way, somewhat as did St. Francis of Assisi more than four centuries earlier. There are all kinds of heroes, but every hero, to be a hero, must face danger bravely. He must forget himself and live greatly for others. He must win for the race something that has not been won before. He must act so as to make his life and deeds an inspiration to those around him and to those who come after him. On all these counts, I think you will agree with me that George Fox was a hero. One trouble with us, both young and old, is that we are inclined to take the easy way of doing what others do, of sliding along the smooth path that people in general take, of going with the crowd and of having little power of decision and manly choice of will. It is worthwhile to stop now and then and read about one who could stand out alone 
and decide for himself what he believed was right, who had a moral backbone in his frame, and who did not say or do things just because that would make him popular and give him an easy time. The greatest thing about George Fox, and the most heroic thing, was his conviction of duty and his obedience to it. He seemed to hear a voice speaking in his soul, and when he felt sure what course that voice inside pointed out, he took it forthwith, in spite of all obstacles and in the face of difficulties and dangers. In this respect, he was like a still greater hero, St. Paul, who was ready at any moment to face danger or death, and who could not be turned aside from the path which his soul's vision marked out for him. I am ready, he told his friends, not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the cause of the Lord Jesus. That was George Fox's way, as you will see, and he therefore proved to be a difficult man to bend or conquer. But it was not in his own strength that he was strong. It was through what he calls the mighty power of God. Love the truth more than all, he used to say, and go on in the mighty power of God as good soldiers of Christ. Everyone who confronted him personally, Professor William James of Harvard wrote about Fox, from Oliver Cromwell down to magistrates and jailers, seems to have acknowledged his superior power. I hope that this short book may explain to you how he came to have this superior power. End of introduction.